310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan on the football field. We don't want a coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? We do want to win because winning is the epitome of team effort. Every coach who ever put a whistle around their neck strives to be the head coach at The Ohio State University. Welcome back, everybody, to Buckeye Bar, guys, here on Buckeye Bar Talk. I'm Mike. And I'm John. Today is Saturday, February 27th, second to last day of February. We're heading strong into March, which means spring practice is coming. We'll be talking about that later on in the episode, talking about some of the quarterbacks, uh, uh, the quarterback competition that's going to get ready to happen, and freshmen, and uh, is the whole team... Are they in or is that starting this week? I know the freshmen are now in, but I think the whole team is in because I saw they they had a photo up there yesterday. I'm pretty sure that's the whole team. I don't think that's okay. just freshmen. That was seems like a big turnout for just freshmen. Yeah. So, um, I no, th- no, I, they are because I know like the freshmen were on their own, but I saw some of the upperclassmen had posted stuff about conditioning and. Yeah, I know they usually are like the first couple days are usually freshmen only and then yeah. they move the full team in. Um, and then uh, we'll start off the show here talking about a rough week for the basketball team this week as they went 0-2 since our last episode. Uh, they had a state up north got them. Yeah, state up north got them. Um, I watched pretty much the whole Michigan game. Uh, I saw the f- <laughs> I went to bed after the first half of the Michigan State game. I mean, I thought that they looked pretty good in the first half. I didn't watch it. So I, I was going to watch it the next day because I saw they were leading when I went to bed and then I saw they lost and I read some of the comments and I didn't watch it. So I didn't do my due diligence this week. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that's going to be the plan for this week's show, but, uh, you know, how, uh, how you doing this week? Good, good. Um, obviously caught up on WandaVision last night. So Another great episode. Everyone check it out. This, of course, is a spoiler-free podcast, so we won't be saying anything, but to the Marvel fans out there that haven't seen it yet or have heard mixed reviews from friends, don't listen to any of that nonsense. It's a great show. Give it a try. Um, You'll really like it. I also started replaying Legend of Zelda, the Ocarina of Time, so I went back in time a couple decades this week. Yeah, Um, I only got past the first level so far. (laughs) Busy life. Yeah, so... uh... Yeah, it's uh, not much more different for me. I've been just watching TV, a lot of working. And if, if you guys can hear it, I once again got sick. It's kind of like passing around yeah. person to person in my house. So uh, and then, of course, uh, the good thing. Uh, so the good thing and bad thing. So this week, uh, you know, I noticed. So, you know, we started uh, up here. I mean, for a lot of the state, a lot of the country, you know, there's been a lot of snow. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was. Very happy to see the snow melting being like, oh, you know, I mean, I, even though, you know, you're going to get another round or two coming in March, but, you know, that. Uh, see, that's why I don't I don't really care when it gets warm this time of year. Like, I mean, I love warm weather, but like you said, you're going to get another round. I have three dogs like all it's just soggy dog crap out in my yard. They bring mud in all like just let the ground be frozen until we're let me deal with this for one week. Yeah. And then everything should be fine. But I'm going to have like two or three more rounds of this before the winter is actually done. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to talk about. So, you know, happy the snow's melting. And then you realize that, uh, of course, I have you have three dogs, but and two of them are big dogs. We have three dogs and. 
one of them's a big dog. Uh, and uh, then you look outside and you realize the minefields that are oh, waiting God, for you. Horrible. So that's what uh, that's what my afternoon after we record this is going to be spent <laughs> doing today. That uh, Same here, man. cleaning up the yard some. <laughs> so uh, there's room out there for him to. I know that's like I look out there. I'm like, there's no room for these dogs to do any more out there. <laughs> Should have got it when it was frozen on top of the snow. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all right. So basketball. So last Sunday, uh, the big game they played. Uh, they played Michigan. Um, they lost. Uh, was 92-87 was the final score. It was a phenomenal game. And the really game, good game. I mean, the game. I mean, when you watch that. It's like wow, these two teams could play each other the final weekend of the year in mm-hmm. the Final Four. And um, as the game went on, though, the you you saw where some Ohio State's deficiencies are. There is a Michigan dominated them in the front court, and you know, and you know, you just they, they, they couldn't get in. They, they didn't guard the perimeter either. Yeah, they couldn't get into the lane, and because Michigan's front court just kept them out and the Michigan really stepped up their defense in the second half. And so there was a lot of uh, back and forth throughout the game. And then it just finally, you know, within the last probably six, seven minutes, you know, Michigan just started easing in front and then they just never gave it back up. And, you know, you, it was close. And then there was the errant pass and then all the momentum was on Michigan side. And that was that. And, so I mean, it was it was a tough loss, but I think it showed Ohio State a lot of things. And I mean, this is where I mean, I do think we've talked in previous episodes. I do like their balance. They uh, appear to be a very complete team on all levels, but you know, sometimes you just a bigger team comes around, and you got to learn how to play those bigger teams. And that's you get caught with that into the tournament. It, it could be a you know a quick out or an out later in the tournament, whatever. It just, you know. Well, and I don't think you and I, I mean, and I'm going to just a quick question for you before we really dig deep into analyzing this a little bit more. Um, I mean, it's no secret. You and I say, you know, when it comes like college basketball knowledge versus college football knowledge, like novices, like we're not really like me, especially, you know, I'm not really that well-versed in college basketball. I'm not, I mean, I would say I probably understand NBA more than I understand college basketball. With that being said, in the Big Ten, and I think maybe you could say it in all places in college basketball, but in the Big Ten, is there still room for that dominant big man down there that maybe not even necessarily runs the floor that well, but someone that can take, still take over, you know, down low when you need them in the game? Because like we had mentioned before, when it comes tournament time, it's one and done. Yeah. Um, I think there is, um, I think there is probably even more in college than there is because I mean, there's a lot of things in the prof in the pros. I mean, they're the pros. So, you know, there's a lot of things that, uh, little guys can do in the pros or mid-sized guys do in the pros that do negate, you know, right. Some of the things that, I mean, the big man is just kind of a lost thing in the pros. Now in college, you get much more streakier games from outside shooters in college than you do in the pros. I mean, the top shooters in the pros are the top shooters in the pros for a reason. Right. And, you know, I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll have streaky nights, but usually it's a night at a time. I mean, you sometimes in college, you can get, you can get your three point shooter could be off for three games in a row or, you know, it's just, well, that's I mean, just the time period he's in. Now so. in basketball, it's not like you don't have your shooter now, like your entire team can shoot. Like yeah. That's, 
I, I think there is a spot still for big guys and you know, it's just, um, and actually there's a dominant spot for him. If you can get somebody that, in my opinion, that really keeps people out of the lane, frightens them to yeah. say the word and that they're scared to come down, that could be a benefit. Now you got to plug it with other things like, you know, you still have to have shooters and your shooters have to be on. I mean, we talked about Greg Oden in the past. I mean, against Florida, I mean, if our shooters would have done anything in that tournament that they did right. up to that game, Ohio State easily beats Florida right. in that championship game because Odin was so dominant. He, I mean, he held his own and he was taking on, you know, three defenders while doing it. Yeah, so, I mean, he was, he dominated Florida's front court and that was just one guy. And then your shooters, which every game up to that point. <laughs> were lights out. Were lights out. And then they just could not uh, keep up with that. So, yeah. you know, so again the, the goal is to be as balanced as possible i've seen ohio state teams too they're, they they've had no big man it seems like or a very maybe a six eighth their tallest guy you and, see that a lot and then you they get into the tournament against i mean i remember it was it sullinger's year and don't get me wrong i love him that uh when he was when kentucky and kentucky's front court was very just he couldn't do anything that one him. guy and the one guy wasn't even that big either it's just maybe a little bit bigger than sullinger um and yeah, it was just like, and weren't we the number one overall seed? I think so. I think we were that year too. And it was like, we got the hardest seeding as the number one overall. The one area that we were going to struggle with was, you know, a good front court. And we just, we match up with Kentucky. And yeah. I mean, I, what would that have been? The third round? Second round? Yeah, it was third. Yeah, I think it was the third. I thought it was the second weekend. I thought it was Sweet 16. Um, and then I remember the one year we played Kansas in the tournament, it was the same thing. It was just that the final know, four year. Yeah, that they just, you know, they had they just dominated us in the front court. And you know, and that was another game that went down to the wire, but it's just difference was they had that big that we couldn't match up against. Yeah. So yeah, I still think there's a spot for maybe maybe there's not the gray goading guys anymore that maybe there used to be. I mean, obviously we're well past the years of Patrick Ewing and those types yeah. of players in college, but uh there's still spots for lanky, you know, Kevin Durant players that can do a lot of different things, but you know, <laughs> Kevin Durant can do everything. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking, but I'm thinking of his body size more than just him. So like, maybe not like big centers, maybe yeah. not so much that, but guys that I, I mean, remember, remember you shoot, shoot second. I mean, you remember UConn's one year when um they had i mean okafor was the center and okafor was a big dude but yeah. then they had um villanueva and boone you know there were there that was their front player they were more lankier guys they were long and it was just when the three of them were on the court together i mean no, you had no chance of getting into the yeah. down in the lane against them and that's why they were so dominant that year and uh and so that's that's kind of what i'm thinking that that's a lot where the bigs have went in college basketball right. is those things and you know i think probably it would be beneficial to ohio state to try to find somebody like that in recruiting and you know just somebody that gets their arms up and just hard to shoot around yeah i mean that was just at the end of that game that was just the guy there was no defense for michigan in the middle you couldn't penetrate michigan in the middle you couldn't stop them on the perimeter so, I mean, I think there's two different ways you can really look at that game. If Michigan doesn't shoot as well as they do in the first half, you know, how, how far of a hole are they in going into halftime? Because, I mean, they were on fire. Oh, yeah, shooting. definitely. So, but then they don't shoot anywhere near that well in the second half, and they beat us. So, I mean, like, if you average it out, does Ohio State even have a chance to win? I don't know. Because if, I mean, 
I mean, worst case, Michigan could have shot just as well as they did in the first half if in the second half, and they could have just killed us. Like, yeah, that's true too. You know what I'm saying? It's like we didn't, we weren't as competitive as what we needed to be in the second half. There's definitely much more deficiencies on Ohio State side than Michigan side. Like that was a really good basketball team we played. Yeah, oh, definitely. And you know, I mean, I mean, we joke around them joking around them saying they're a basketball school. No, I mean that's a team that could win the national title. I, I mean, uh, they could win the national title. They looked really good, and not that Ohio State did not look really good for most of that game. They did. It was a great game, but that was a better team yeah I mean, they were and Hunt, i mean dickinson i mean he just dominated i mean and like i said i mean seven one i mean 22 points i mean he was he was just the difference maker coming down the he stretch was, yeah. and they it's, that's just killed ohio state they just couldn't get in on him they and just, he was and there was like there they were getting offensive rebounds i mean right. they missed like I mean, there was one where they missed like three threes in a row and it's like get the ball and they got their offensive rebound right. every time in, in that second half and it was you know so yeah it was just i think it was a needed loss for ohio state to see kind of where they're at um now the other loss of the week is the loss that they didn't need and um i know there's a lot of uh back and forth you know it sounds like there was a lot of bad calls in the game or no calls no calls no calls no calls and bad calls and uh it that that just sucks i mean especially in a year i mean it's not like you know we've never lost to michigan state before but in a year where Michigan State is down, and yeah, you right. know you can. That would have been a good win for them, and now it, you know, I mean, it does put the one seed now possibly in jeopardy, and that's what we talked about. You know, you'd like to go three and one down that last four stretch to really solidify the one seed. Two and two can still do it, but you know, you got Iowa and Illinois. There's a legitimate the shot; it could be zero and four. Yeah, there, you got two good teams even though iowa i mean they got their butts kicked the other night by michigan so right so i mean maybe they're not as good as we even think so they do have that's really good is they have a good center and uh exactly and so that will be interesting how these next two games go because i mean there's you know two and two if they can beat iowa and illinois they probably still have the one seed if you can go through the tournament i think if you can get to the final game in the big 10 tournament you got a one seed locked up yeah and but if they go and four here and you know they might have to win the big 10 tournament to you know and i even know if that that might be a two seed that yeah. if you go and four down the stretch so yeah i mean it's interesting i mean we know all the games are going to be in indy uh indianapolis or indiana so it's like I don't know how much of a difference a two and a one seed is going to really matter in this tournament. No, and, not traveling, I don't know. And you know they might end up being the best two seeds, so they might be in the the worst one seeds bracket to begin with. Yeah. So like, I mean, I, again, I'm really interested. Like we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, I'm really interested to see how you know because Duke's now looking kind of good. You know, some of these teams that are you UNC know, is not. Yeah, but I, I'm wondering where some of these the perennial powers that that's, are going to we're going to what's scary is like where are these guys that have had good recruiting classes where are they going to end up because tournament they could end up on a run and win. i mean you could see a duke at a six seed or whatever go win a national title and like well what are they if you're if you're a six seed what are you playing in the first round you're playing the 116 11th <laughs> okay so yeah i mean that that could be a favorable draw for them yeah exactly um so yeah some a lot of interesting things on that um again the michigan state i mean i didn't get the i watched a lot of the first half and they look the Buckeyes. i thought looked pretty good in the first half uh i mean it 
to me, it's a typical first half. There's a lot of so much of the early in the games is just to me when you watch basketball, it's just like a lot of times in the first 10, 15 minutes is, you know, really teams filling each other out. Sure. And then you kind of uh, and then you start actually seeing kind of good basketball as the second part of the first half goes on. Yeah. And uh and so that to me, that's what the first half was. I thought they looked good. I didn't think they were going to lose. And I'm like, well, I figured, you know, though, though, when I went to bed, I'm just like, they'll win this game. It's just, you know, they're the better team. And but sounds like the second half was not their not was, their friends. Yeah, not their game. Um, Yeah, just real just real quick to go back on that whole, you know, perennial teams that can make a run depending on, you know, where they're seated. Remember when UConn played Kentucky? Like, I mean, I don't know even how long ago that was now at this point, maybe six years ago, something like that. And they were both, weren't they pretty lowly seated, both of them? Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the exact scenario we're talking about. Yeah. Is neither one of them were highly rated, but or like high seeds going into that game. But that's how that's how it all played out. Yeah. Like I said, I'm really because you know, I do do brackets and stuff. I mean, again, my my brackets is more I don't know, I'm not pulling up uh information like some people, just like the people that take it real super serious that actually do watch a lot of college basketball and just are, you know, going through all the stat lines and you know, this team doesn't do well against front court, so I'm taking that team and this this team can't defend the three, so I'm taking that team. So you're not in it for the money, you're just in it to fill out i'm in it for i'm in it for the fun of it (laughs) and uh so i mean and i've had good years i've had bad years i've had years where i've won almost every first round game and years where i've but then you lost every second round game yeah so so it's like you know you get some wacky years in there and uh they've uh it's so i mean i do it for fun but i i am going to be interested to see where some of these uh the when you think about the the dukes and the kansases and kentuckys and where they're going to start where they're going to really fall out in this tournament and you know and possibly who their games are and possible second round games and third round games because in suit 16s and eight elite eights because it's like you know could one of those teams go to the final four and win the national title and and so i mean i hate to say it and uh i mean I'm not going to pick them. Like I said, I'm not in it for the money, so I'm not going to pick them to win the national title because it's against uh, my yeah <laughs> my protocol. But the team I saw last Sunday is a team that could win a national title that, you know, I think that they do have all the pieces uh, yeah. to win one. I don't want to see it uh, because, you know, you would think that they just that then you really get we're we're basketball school and we're great. And like nobody cares. And hey, you know, they they make it and lose. They would have lost the same amount of uh, basketball national titles as Ohio State's lost football national titles within the same time frame. So, yeah, so pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, um, yeah, basketball. The, this week will be uh, tomorrow's game will be interesting, and uh, we'll probably. I don't. Uh, we might. I don't know what time the Illinois game will be next Saturday. So, I mean, I don't know when next weekend show will be. You know, we might yeah. do might be before the game it might be after the game i mean we don't know how that stuff always falls out right uh, but right. we'll definitely for next week we'll have the we'll definitely have seen the iowa game i'll you know tomorrow being a sunday it'll be easier it's easier for me to watch so uh right so i'll watch it and uh see how they do um like i said they definitely i would like to see them go two and zero down the stretch because two and two you know I thought two and two, three and one were possible. It's just, I've always was figuring Michigan state was going to be one of those W. So I like, know, I know. I thought so too. 
All right. So spring practice started this uh, this week. Uh, getting ready is it officially started. Or are we officially getting or this is just no? The, I think these are just like, like the pre spring like winter workout pre spring type deal going on right now. Some mat drills. Mats came out, um, but I don't think spring practice like practice number one. I don't think starts till next week. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the team's back to work, you know, um, we saw that the, there was a lot of on social media, the jokes about how good the freshmen are going to be sleeping. I think it was, that was Pantone or one of them said, it's like they're or no, I think it was the official account, the Buckeyes account. And they're like, freshmen are going to be sleeping good tonight. And, uh, they, so got, they got introduced to the match. Yeah. They? So, yeah. So they, that got shared a lot. Um, no, so, so we're, we, we've kind of teased this for a couple of weeks. Uh, so we're going to get into it now since, um, kind of uh we've talked about um really time where the quarterbacks i mean this is gonna be an interesting spring because in a normal year so you bring in two quarterbacks you bring in stroud you bring in miller you know they both played a game you were in pretty much a game stroud was in a couple i think miller was just in one um they both scored i believe a rushing touchdown Uh, i can't remember if miller got in on his i think he did because i remember nebraska fans being really upset that ohio state scored a late touchdown and i was kind of going back and forth with them like that's our third straight quarterback then I don't think we knew that he could run up until this point. Like you got to stop that guy. Like that's not Ohio state's fault. Yeah. I think he scored from like 20 yards out or something. Yeah. Of course, Stroud's against Michigan state. I think his is like 40, 50 yards out. Yeah. So, but in a normal year, so you bring in two quarterbacks and you think about it, you have a 12 game year, you got Justin Fields. There's, you think about the previous year, how many times did uh, Gunner and um, Chugs Chugs get into the game? Because I mean, we blew out how many teams, right. and you know, so you thinking about it in a normal season that you had a normal spring practice leading into said season. I mean, and they both came in early, Miller and Stroud, so they would have got a lot of work in the spring. Then you figure that they both would have got a lot of playing time throughout the year because I mean, you would have blown out how many schools throughout the season. Yes. I mean, and that's just a typical thing. I mean, Ohio state, there's always five, six blowout guaranteed blowouts on the schedule because three, you know, two of your three non-conference games are usually, you know, right. I mean, they are what they are. And, you know, some years you get, because it's just an off weird year scheduling for Ohio state, you get three cupcakes early in the year. I mean, last year where they would have played Oregon. Um, So, you know, you would assume that maybe you're not getting a guy in there, but in a normal season with a lot of normal practicing, you know, there's not close games and you're not worrying about, I got to give Justin Fields every freaking rep that he can get. Cause I, you know, we got to keep playing and the, you know, we got to make sure he's ready to go for a possible championship run. Um, so they would have got a lot of work last year. They would have had a full summer. They would have had a full spring, full summer. And how many games they would have got into. Right. They would have been so far ahead of McCord and McCord is really good coming in. The difference is they didn't get any of that stuff. So, and I've seen a lot of people, a lot of people in the Ohio State media, there's a lot of people assuming that Stroud, this is Stroud's job to lose. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm like, and I think CJ Stroud could be phenomenal. I mean, I like what I see from him. I, I liked what I saw from Miller, Kyle Miller last year. It's just, or not, Jack Miller, Jack Miller Kyle McCord, right? Yeah. Um, which I'm going to get messed up a lot. <laughs> so, um, but, they are going to be 
you would think that those two would have been so far ahead. They're not ahead of, that far ahead of McCord. And I just say that Stroud's got this job. It's his job to lose. I think it's kind of near. It just it's not true that, you know, Damn. I think all three of these guys are going to get real looks come this spring because they are not that far in front of him. So, I mean, McCord's basically coming in almost as an equal to them because it's just they didn't get the chance to really separate themselves last year. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what I saw in film, and then we're talking, I mean, we're talking from, you know, high school, too. So, obviously, things can change working out with, you know, quarterback coaches, personal trainers, working out with Ryan Day, of course, for the guys that were already at Ohio State. Looking at the film, though, I mean, they are all super talented quarterbacks. Like, these guys, like, gone are the days, you know, that you got Braxton Miller Terrell Pryor coming in that you're like, oh, wow, that's a game changer on film. You're looking at guys that they can win this game with their arm. That, yeah. And I mean, it's just really difficult to say at this point with the little information we have. So I will say, you know, you got to think that Stroud or Miller, they've probably have built up more of a, you know, relationship, more of a rapport with your receivers that you have coming mm-hmm. back. So they are probably more comfortable with those two. It seemed like Stroud was the first off the bench, but that could have been a lot of different situations to go along with that. That could have just been, you know, he plays more similarly to Justin Fields, and that's where we're comfortable going right now because that gives us, that doesn't take our offense out of any sort of rhythm. But, uh, you know, rebuild from the ground up, Jack Miller might be the best fit for what Ryan Day is looking for. It's really difficult to say who's going to win or not. I would say from an arm talent standpoint and just looking at the film, I think McCord looks the best out of all. But most of what I've seen from his film is him throwing touchdown passes to people. I've seen a lot more mobility in Miller and Stroud's film, Yeah, which of course, you know, from your and my experience watching Ohio state over the last 25 years, that's been some of our better successes come with mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, you think about, I mean, there, uh, were, there was... Yes, a, I'm going to stick with that, yes. There, there's definitely been a point. There was, uh, when we moved into more of the, you know, when Trussell kind of made his switch, when you think about some of the earlier quarterbacks he had, I mean, the team just moved better as his years went on. And then obviously in Meyer, you know, we're running quarterbacks is a huge portion right. of his offense. I mean, even if when you don't have a running quarterback, he still expects you to run some. And, you know, I think that was a lot of his frustrations with Dwayne was because, you know, Dwayne wasn't built like that, <clears throat> wasn't built like that but it wasn't really willing to have. like where Cardell and even in his three games. And I know it's a small sample. So he was more willing, I think, to, uh, you know, if there wasn't something else from Cleveland, Ohio, when there was something not open, you know, not care to run somebody else. Cardell would at least take off with the ball. If you know, he, I mean, he was a battering ram. He knew that Dwayne, Dwayne was a big guy too. Dwayne could have ran similar to that. I mean, he's not Cardell, but right. You know, but no, I get what you're saying. Like, but that was just not in Dwayne's character. Dwayne never did had to do that. And really in high school, he didn't, you know, that was just not him. And so, there that I think that was a lot was was wrong with the 18 offense at different times because you just he there was just a disconnect there I think if they had probably a little bit more control than maybe because you know I mean Meyer's stubborn and urban you know he definitely you know this my offense my offense my offense yeah even though he did you know let Ryan do a lot more than maybe he'd let other you know he had comfortability with him just like and 14, he had a comfortability with Herman. So he let Herman do experiment with a couple of things, you know. Um, 
the line could have blocked RPOs though. No, they couldn't. And I mean that. And let, Dwayne, let's. I mean, and Dwayne didn't. That wasn't Dwayne's game for, though. Too. For as many issues as they had in eighteen, they could not block the run. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there's just. I think that. Um, but you're right that wow. mobility has been. When you think about, at least from the mid two thousands forward, I mean. You have you've had mobile quarterbacks pretty much almost every right. year, within a very few exceptions. But if you read up on him, people say McCord's no slouch of an athlete. I think just the I mean, even though these are maybe more pro style instead of dual action quarterbacks, they run spreads and spreads are you know you got to have some mobility as a quarterback to run the spread yeah. because I mean, there's especially when you're doing four or five wide receivers. I mean, there's not a lot of blockers there. You got to take off when you have to take off. I right. mean, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of these spread offenses, even more pass, more pass friendly spread offenses. I mean, there's, there are elements of the run game for the quarterback in there. Now there's different degrees of it. I mean, these aren't, uh, you know, you think about some of the spreads that are like more of them when you think of Urban Meyer spreads that, you know, I mean, the quarter, the quarterback's running the ball a lot more than he's throwing. He, possibly even throwing the ball in the game i mean yeah you know i mean we saw that different times when braxton miller and jt where they actually you know they actually had more rushing attempts than sometimes passing attempts in different games and, sure. um but you know so that's what i i think i i do think probably what you were saying that i i think stroud stroud and miller is probably that you know they also the coaches know them they've known them a year longer so they have been working out they, more. they I mean, have, that's true it's, that's true no but it's but again it's not as much as in a normal situation. And it's all fractured too, because yeah. you know it was all. I mean, as far as what you and I, you know, what we've read, what we've known, is this whole start and stop stuff. This started a long before you know actual fall football. That yeah, it was going on the entire time. That everything was fractured last year. Yeah, exactly. Um, <coughs> yeah, I think. Um, so I. I mean, if I would say that going into the spring, my guess is Stroud is just a little bit in front of Miller, who's a little bit in front of McCord. Yeah, that's my guess. Um, but I don't think some of the people I read that you know Stroud's job to lose, I don't agree with that. I just think I don't even know if anybody's going to be. I don't think we're going to have a pick of who the quarterback is until fall. No, and, I you don't. Know, and I, I could the last week of August, you're going to learn who your starting quarterback is. And there's, and you know, he might have a quick hook on him. Uh, you know, and there might see games where. You know, Miller or McCord or Stroud, whoever's not the starter but is the considered backup, might get some early snaps in a game. Right. To so and you know and the everybody knows how. I mean, I'm not a big fan of that necessarily. Um, I guess you kind of pick and choose your poison on that. I don't want to see an Oregon. I want to see a legitimate who the starter is. For I some, agree. Like, yeah. If they want to do some experiments, I know Tulsa and who's the other non-conference game i can't remember i think tulsa's one of them but um um i think it's one of the max uh Akron. yeah i mean i'm not gonna look it up this minute but um it's one of the i think believe it's one of the max schools um you know if they want to do maybe maybe do a little duel in that game just to see yeah. uh you know you know i i understand that but for oregon you know a team that's you know could you know on a good day beat you i think ohio state has some more talent than them ohio state's gonna be favored in that game but you can't risk getting yourself out of a rhythm you can't i mean i think oregon's good enough that if things start going bad because you can't get into a rhythm you know things could snowball against you and you right. could lose a game over that so that's not a they need to have somebody pick for that and just 
this is a wild year you never ha- think you have. I mean, you, most teams don't bring in two high top quarterbacks in the same class. I mean, and then, I mean, when we, when you trestle brought in Zwick and, you know, Troy, Troy wasn't, uh, Troy was, I think, Trussell had some other thoughts about, you know, maybe Troy could be turned into something later. Yeah. Or maybe he'd just be a good backup and we have a legitimate backup. I mean, I don't think anybody on that signing day, I don't think anybody would have said in 2005, 2006, you know, Troy Smith is my quarterback over Justin Zwick. I mean, so you know what that is, but this is not the situation where you have a possible five-star and a three-star. I mean, these are both high four-stars, five-star range right here. Right. And so, I mean, these are both legitimate kids, and then you bring in another legitimate kid. And so, I mean, these are all – I mean, these kids have all these accolades coming in. I mean, they're not used to this. And right. So, like, you know, I'm wondering if – it will be interesting between Stroud and Miller if one of them doesn't feel like if they're at where they should be come the end of spring. You know, we could lose one of them. I mean, I'm not – you know, I hope not this early, but yeah, it's very possible. I mean – I. I'm Especially, thinking, you know, if who you got behind McCord coming in the year after that. And I mean, that's the thing is you got to really start things. Things are going to start piling up on you and, you know, transfer portals. Everybody knows how crazy the transfer portals getting right now. And, you know, they with quarterbacks are, I mean, that's the one, there's only one of them, right? You can have up to five wide receivers on the field at the time. You can have three running backs on the field at the time. So, I mean, there's play four tight end sets. I mean, there's times you can get all every other skill position offense. You can get multiples of the men on the field and you can't do that at the quarterback level. And And that's well, I mean, also, you know, you could say, okay, well, when we're blowing some, you know, so-and-so out, I'm going to come in and I can shine, but you could have a situation like last year where you just never had everything going. So Ryan day, did not pull Justin Fields as early as he should have, or he got in the second half and things didn't run as smoothly. So even though you're up four touchdowns, five touchdowns, he's not pulling a starter because he wants to see, you know, some um, just the offense running better. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, you know, and then if you do get in, you you could be in a situation where, you know, it's just, hey, you know, we're just handing the ball off right now. And, you know, I right. might not let you throw the ball. And maybe you, maybe you get some runs, but, you know, I mean, the focus now is to get home, get out of this game and get out healthy. I mean, neither one of them threw a pass. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things. And now you're going to have Kyle McCord has more game time passes. He, although it's against high school competition, he has a lot more game time throws in the last year than the other two do. Yeah. And, you know, I'm interested to see how he comes into the spring because uh, I don't think he's going to be intimidated anything. He's not not coming in and be a backup. He was the high school player of the year. And I think he thinks he could really compete and get the starting job. And like I said, there's not a lot of separation right now between the other two and him. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if he comes out and have a phenomenal spring, we could have a very, very interesting summer coming up because uh, where there could be a possibility that a true freshman is going to take the reins of this right. team. And I mean, none of the players are undersized. So it's not like, you know, you got your like Tate Martell coming in that this guy never lost the game, but he's only five ten or something like that, that you have, you know, legitimate worries that he's not big enough to play at a higher level. Like they're all pro sized quarterbacks. Like they're all, you know, that prototypical six, two to six, four range. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they all watch their tapes. The, all they, they all have arm talent. They all can move. 
they're all just legitimate quarterbacks. And I can't remember watch um if you haven't seen it, CJ Stroud, the one camp that he's at. And I can't remember what are the what's the big ones? The opening. The opening is the big one. And then the there's elite the, 11. the elite eleven. It's one of those, it's the finals that he wins. He's the last quarterback to go. I I think it's every single throw that he hits the guy either in the hands or at the eyes. Like it was just so impressive. Yeah. The arm talent and the accuracy that he was displaying. It, it just <laughs> That's the one thing I, I really, another thing I really didn't dislike about last season. And I understood it. And I've always, again, I go back to the thing. Yeah. I was glad they, they played the season. I would not be wanting to talk about, uh, you know, these guys playing right now. And, yeah. Oh yeah. I know. That's- and so, you know, I, I was glad, I mean, they played for a national title and that's what I wanted them to, you know, I wanted them to be able to, you, you want to play with the other teams because you want to compete for the national title and they made it to the national hey, title. So if we got a spring seven on seven league on top of a normal fall league. Now that's something to talk about. <laughs> hey, that I, would be cool. I would take that. Yeah. Uh, colleges. Let's uh, get this going. <laughs> so like trademark that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> they, uh, but you know, just what sucked about last year is normally in a normal year, and and this it's weird because we now have kind of had two years in a row like this because you had backups from because of transfers and stuff. The backups to Justin Fields his first year, you knew those guys weren't going to be you know a future of the program, and so no, like, that was just to get depth on your team. Yeah, and like nor most years you get a there's somebody on that that's like you think about years when Dwayne gets in, then you get those. And sometimes some of them get crazy, but you, then you can have those interesting <laughs> discussions. Like, <laughs> should Dwayne be starting over JT? And so, like, you don't get you. Just, we haven't gotten any of that, and it's fun to it's fun to be competing for national titles, but it's also fun to see what the future brings. Yeah. And you know, so and I wish we would have got to see Miller and Stroud throw it a little bit more, I but there too. was just a lot of and then you had the cancellations and there was just a lot against them last year, and you right. know, so they they couldn't play and hopefully you never see a season like that again yeah exactly so um anything else you want to talk about spring i know we'll be as the weeks now go on now we're going to get more into spring over the next several weeks the spring things but uh no i mean because we're just we're just right at the beginning of it right now so i mean good luck to everyone in their mat drills and uh dealing with mickey i know that those can be intense from what i hear i think uh i think next week we'll do um and we'll do running backs. You want to talk week. running backs because I think that's the other position that I'm really interested to see. Because receivers, when you know you got uh, now Alave back and I Wilson's think, back, I think there's the receivers. It's going to be interesting. I do think number three is up for debate though, and I think we could have a good conversation about who your third starter is at receiver. Well, yeah, I think that I actually agree with that too because you you think about the I mean I know Cooper left but now you got so you still got three kids from the year before and now you're bringing in uh three more studs so I mean uh, the receiving room is interesting yeah. but you know who your top two are right but you got two number one receivers in respective classes that right now they're projected to still be on the bench next year and I'm not sure if that's actually how it shakes out or not. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, so that'll be an interesting talk. I, maybe in two weeks, we'll hit that one off the receivers. But I really want to think about running base because I think th- that's the other spot where I don't know if necessarily the players coming back are going to be able to hold off freshmen. And, you know, we could see a true freshman starting running back here. And, you know, it would be interesting to talk about that. But on, on February 27th, 2021, 
you and I are in agreement that as of this moment right now, we believe first snap of the season goes to CJ Stroud. I would say that I know obviously things could change, but as of today, I think he probably has the edge. Um, okay. I just I don't, agree. I just yeah. don't think it's as big as an edge as uh, no, some no. people are saying that it's his job to lose. Like he's, he's not Justin Fields coming back in yeah. that, you know, something catastrophic has to happen for him not to be the starter next year. If McCord and Miller, if one of them have a phenomenal spring and maybe Stroud has a so-so spring, I might say that coming out of spring, I might be saying that, they are the, well, the they could be the start well I, I don't think i don't think he's in that position that he has to do you know so much worse than them for them to jump him like i don't like you said i don't think it's his job to lose like i think the job is up in the air for anybody to win at this point yeah. i think whoever looks the best he's the leader in the pack but you know he, he's he might be the first horse out of the gate, but it doesn't mean that doesn't mean that he's finishing number one. Yeah. Though. So, I mean, I mean, it'll be interesting. To, it's just interesting. And I think the running back position will be interesting. Too. I'm looking forward to talking about that one. I, I mean, I sent you the picture yesterday of the, the team huddle probably after practice might've been before though, but the three of them were all right next to day. And, and I mean, I kind of like thought it was cool, made a big deal out of it, but you know, you know, Day's not letting uh, with his football team. He's not letting any of them out of his reach. Corey Dennis is just there for looks this year. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Day. Ryan Day is going to make sure that he's ready to pass those guys off. All, to Corey Dennis. I mean, that's like uh, I, when I saw the picture, I was just like thinking like back when like back in high school and stuff and when like everybody it doesn't whether you're trying to show off for a teacher or show off for a coach or whatever they're all up front and they all got their heads they're up. trying to like sneak in to be the front in line there <laughs> yeah. yeah no i i th- that's funny but i i think what it is is right uh yeah he's attached to all those guys until it's Corey does his turn with them. yeah so. he's not letting them out of his grip yeah so yeah that was uh all right i think there was a. Uh, pretty good show they end on yeah. and uh so we'll we'll get more into we'll talk basketball we'll talk some uh, more spring next week um and uh maybe we'll come up with a uh, another fun segment uh we'll mix imagine mix and throw in some of the fun segments like we did last week uh mm-hmm. and there uh we're we've been talking about a couple different ones so uh maybe we'll throw out another one next week all right so we'll sign off now all right Well, thank you, everyone, for stopping in today at the Buckeye Bar. I'm John. And I'm Mike. O-H. I-O.